0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. I mean, I've done everything. Glenn Perkins. I've started. I've mopped up. I've closed. Glenn Perkins. I joke around and we have fun. And he's different. He's unique. He seems like a guy that I'd like to ever do it. It's me. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Sweet. Welcome to the Score North Twins show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. I am Glenn Perkins. Uh, I'm here as usual with. Uh, Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. I was just checking out uh, Derek's headphones to see if he has new ones again this week. I think they might be the same as last week. <laughs> it's my first repeat the, on the show.
1: I'm gonna make a major league reference that Derek won't get. He's like Willie Mays Hayes. New pair of batting gloves. I was gonna time. say
0: <laughs> I was gonna say it was like Mike Redmond when he played twice a week and he had more cleats in his locker than anybody that he'd get he'd wear a, a fresh pair every time
1: he caught. Do major leaguers well, maybe there's different categories, but like how often do major leaguers swap out their cleats, their batting gloves, their actual glove.
0: You know, it's it's it varies by guy like everything does. Uh a lot of guys will wear the same pair of cleats a whole year. I think now with all the different colors and that stuff, guys will do like when they when the twins wear the red jerseys, they'll wear something with red in them. They'll wear white ones at home, they'll wear something with gray on the road. So back in the day when it was just you got your Nike cleats that were black with like a white swoosh on them. Uh, I was probably like a once a month. I think um, just
1: because you could, or
0: well, that but like you'd start dragging, and then you know they put the pitching toe on them, but like I dragged a lot more, and so I would start wearing out like a little bit further up on the bone, and and it, if you get a, a mound with a bigger hole in it, and that was when I was starting too, so that's more innings and all that. Um, later on, that I, I I had the home cleats and the road cleats, and I would change them out. For sure every month, just because I think I I would get, like, 15, 16, 17 pairs of of each. So it's like, I mean, really, you could do it, like, every
1: other week. Wetmore has a Bose endorsement, actually. They send him new headphones for... I was trying to work with Dr. Dr. Dre, and Dre did not answer my calls. (laughs) (laughs) And we need new beats for every Scorna Twin Show. It's five days a week now, Dre. I'm not sure (laughs) if you're... Okay.
0: I can only do three. Um... (laughs) So we want to. I brought this up on t- Twitter to, to Derek last night, and Phil, uh, our producer, chose not to reply. Um, I love.
1: I'm just. I'm just the producer. He was here. probably. At he ass. was probably at Brasa <laughs> or
0: something last night, eating a nice dinner. And, Murray's hands. <laughs> but uh, we want to. Re- we want to overreact to Devin Smeltzer and his start. I. When did he pitch? Uh, so today's Thursday. So two he nights ago. Pitched now. On, Yeah. So I didn't get to see him pitch. I was doing something. And I didn't get to see him pitch, but I followed along on Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Saw some clips after. I mean, pretty remarkable. I guess what they thought is what they saw. And I don't know, Derek or or Phil, if you guys have more on that, but... I mean like I saw some clips of like him striking and He struck out seven guys in six innings.
1: So I I think I can't remember I saw you tweet something and I I think it was in reference to Smeltzer about how guys are just so much dirtier now.
0: Like, yeah, it left. was to, it was to Lorenzo Cain.
1: It was a Smeltzer. He
0: threw him a changeup and he swung and missed by a couple feet and then he threw him a slider and I used to throw that slider. I would get two strikes on him and then I would try to bury that slider and he would either take it or or just foul it off, like beat it off his foot or down the third baseline. I could never get him. To swing and miss at that, and I'm just like I, I look at that pitch break, and it's it's got so much more break than anything that I threw or that I think like guys threw back then. I, I, I mean it, and a guy that I mean he's not keeping guys honest with a fastball. He, I think he topped out at like
1: 91. Yeah, how? I think the Twins are just showing off at this point. Martín Perez, we did a deep dive on him last week on this <laughs> show. They they're literally just saying, all right, let's uh. Let's roll up the sleeves here. We could make it easy and spend twenty million dollars on a former two-time All-Star Dallas Keuchel. Didn't he win a Cy Young Award? Yeah. Now nah, that guy with the six ERA over there in Texas. Let's go. Let's go turn him into a Cy Young <laughs> candidate. Okay, who's uh who's somebody else? Well, that Smelzer guy has a really really compelling story, and he's fine as a prospect. I bet we could turn that guy into a lights out AAA pitcher who comes up and helps the team in May in a, in a pennant race, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and and like that's the weird thing. So they got him for Brian Dozier. And he had gotten demoted last year. I think he was in Triple A. He was in Dublin. He got he got moved back down a level. Wow. And I, I mean, like some of the guys you see, and like I guess I I I'm a little bit naive on him because I I didn't watch him pitch. But like, you know, I've talked about Ryan Harper before. Like they got him because they liked his breaking ball. He throws it from sixty nine miles an hour to eighty miles an hour. And th- I, I guess this guy. I mean, maybe they liked. I could see him liking his breaking ball. I mean, I saw the one clip to to Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, but a lot of the other guys, they you know, it's it's like blatantly obvious. Like with Martin Perez, let's teach him a cutter. Let's have him throw less curveballs. Let's have him not throw two seamers. Let's add velocity. Uh, this one's a little more different, but like, and it's only one start, which is why we're overreacting to this. But
2: he did, like he's got like a one in the minor leagues this year. Yeah, it's. It's bananas how well he's done. Well, double A mostly, but then got promoted to the international league where everyone who's had at bats in the international league has fifteen home runs. <laughs> like, yeah, right. And he's given up two in fifty-four and change wow. innings. That is the incredible part to me. I asked Derek Falvey about that yesterday on the Score North Twin Show, and the first place Score North Twin Show, the Score North first place Twin okay. Show. I think yeah, actually we're calling it. If we're going to be correct about this. He came it's, from the it Dodgers. It probably also is
0: the first place Twins show, though. I mean, as it, you know, it's kind of. I would like have the, to think. Isn't that like the bit with with the beer show? Is that it's the number one rated number beer one show and, rated beer show in the it's, Twin it's Cities? Yeah. Yep. it's
2: not even a bit. Dead just, it's just, <laughs> it's just a is. fact. <laughs> yeah. So he comes from the Dodgers organization. Actually, the connection there is Jeremy Zoll, the minor league you know farm director for the Twins. So he had a bit of beat on the makeup, if you want to call it that. The the this kid's got the drive. If if it's possible to get it done, he can get it done. Well, okay, fastball 90 tops. He did top out at 91 the other day. Maybe they've added some velocity there. But what Falvey said is they thought that the secondary stuff could play up. He had a plus change up and that if a breaking ball developed, I think, I'm reading between the lines a little bit, but then he'd have a nice mix there. If even if it's a below average fastball velocity, have two secondaries like that playing off each other and making big league hitters look silly.
0: And it's not unlike what Dallas Keuchel did when he was winning a Cy Young Award. I mean, he was the same. I mean, he's, he's down in field a little bit, which is Part of probably why he's still in the market, but he he was a sinker cutter slider guy. Got some strikeouts. I mean, does a good lineup in the Brewers and couple hits and
2: seven strikeouts and he finished it with a strikeout of Kane and then reigning in LMVP Christian Yelich. That's a pretty good cap to the night. Yeah, I mean, it's I just I go back to in spring
0: <sighs> when Thad Levine said. We bought low on some guys, hoping that they have breakouts. We're hoping for breakouts from Byron Buxton, from Max Kepler, from Jorge Polanco. And it's like they're at the point now where everything they've touched has turned
1: to gold. Yeah, but they they, they low, like, look at the contract they just agreed with Jorge Polanco to in the offseason. And if you had to, if you had to start those negotiations right now, instead, yeah, like it's the contract would be it. double. <laughs> I
0: mean, it really is because he's he's a top three MVP guy right now. Yeah, he's been that for well over 162 games now. So they they knew what they were doing there. Um, but yeah, it's 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 incredible to see the the moves that they've made and, and the way they've they've worked out. And then we you know we were talking before the show about they got a depth crunch coming up because Mitch Garver like. Oh yeah, hey, and Nelson Cruz is on the DLC too. Like two guys that were hitting better than anyone else, uh, and Mitch Garver last night hits, goes and hits a home run.
1: What does the line, so when so Mitch Garver if he if he gets through this rehab stint here comes up in what I don't know ten days or whatever, however long they want to keep him down there, probably and, not and, even that long. So three might, days, they might just right? fast track him. <laughs> so what is once Nelson Cruz is ready and Mitch Garver's ready, what does the who who are the two guys that get bounced? Probably Arias. Just go get he's a twenty two year old. Go get him some at bats. Right. What does the roster look like, and then what does the lineup look like?
0: Well, Garber was hitting lead off, so that's why Polanco's been batting lead off against the lefties that they've faced. Um, I think they faced a lefty. Was it the first night against the Brewers? Maybe. Um, they they, Davies. they they faced a, no Davies was the Tuesday. second game.
2: Yeah, you're right.
0: I think I think it was Gio Gonzalez. Oh, Gio, you're right. So. Yep, yep. Polanco batted leadoff, I believe. So Garver was batting leadoff when when they faced a lefty, which they didn't face very many, but those those few times, three, four, five times, he he batted leadoff there. Now, I don't know how they – I think they're going to – he's not going to be there for the Rays. I mean, they're going to see Snell, I think, but um, he's a leadoff guy. And then, obviously, I, I mean, Arise has got to be one of them. That's just a natural fit. It they, Those things usually have a way of working themselves out. Um, we always
2: joke about that, but it's almost always true.
0: Yeah. yeah, it is, and they're gonna they're gonna be in a little bit of a tough spot because Sanoa's come up and hit well, and obviously he's not going down anyways. Mm. Um, you know, and they 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 need to keep they need to keep a guy like Adrianza because he can play all four spots in the infield, and maybe I guess maybe that's Marwin Gonzalez now that Sanoa's back and and playing well. Um, so he might. I mean, he could be the odd man guy yeah. out. I guess
1: it's going to be uh, first world problems galore here. Well, for the yeah, Twins pretty soon.
2: And don't uh, don't shoot the messenger. But Williams' Estadio watch would officially start. I would think. Yeah. If you've got two catchers that can hit and play like Mitch Garver and Jason Cash. yeah,
0: and I think that that like and Adrian's has been hitting well. Now they're not worried about how's this guy done over the last two weeks. Right. I mean, it's it's more long term stuff. But I, I I do think that they like probably having the flexibility of a guy. In Adrianza that can probably I mean, as the deal moves around. But I think Adrianza probably moves around the field a little better than Acidio
1: does. It's also really easy in 2019 just to come up with like an oblique injury for somebody. I feel like teams do. It's like so coincidental that every major league team, oh, we have a roster crunch. Oh, how's your shoulder feel, <laughs> Michael? Pineda
0: Feels
2: great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man, I don't know about that one. I just I got a cough this
2: morning. Yeah, I don't know about that. The one I question is Alberto Mejia, who strained his calf jogging, and we haven't heard from him since. Yeah, like that guy hasn't jogged in ten years. Come on.
0: I I, I, I feel like cause they have the have some off days coming up. I think they had an opportunity to get Just him a break. It, it 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 makes sense. And you know what? If they can put a guy in the DL for knee an tennis, they can I mean they it's got to clear through that the M L B so that has it, been has him been a problem. For but, sure. You know, it was a case where they have a few off days built in coming up. Yeah. They might not need a fifth starter for a while. I'm counting that out right now. And actually. <laughs> with the Tommy John, I mean it's his first year back. He missed a what a, over a year. Yeah, a year and a couple of months. So that's a that's a case where let him let him rest and recover a little bit and then get back at it because i mean he's thrown he's gone out there and thrown six innings yeah he seems yeah. to go out and just th- throw six innings and give up three runs he gives up three runs in the first two innings and then kind of settles down and, and gets through his six so he's he's probably due for a little break and it was an easy way to just Fill them in, so and that's sure. and that's another like if they do need to buy a little time because I'm sure Nelson Cruz's got I mean, he thought he was going to be back last weekend.
2: Yeah, and they just can't get Garver's that thing not to far away, down, I guess. and that's
0: another that, that's another way to look at is, is how long how far out do they need a fifth starter or sure. when do they need a fifth starter again?
2: That's exactly what you can do here
0: and and send Smelter
2: down. Yep, you can have Smelter make his next start. Hey, good yep. job in the debut. He starts in the Cleveland series. Use that roster spot for a Cruz or a Garver. Yep. and you've got an off day. The next two Mondays. So really, that does allow you to do it. One start from your fifth start is all you'll need. Yeah. And and then fast forward five more days, and this thing will have solved itself anyway. Yeah. So it yep, does yep. Somebody'll
0: somebody'll run into a wall or do something. <laughs> what i <are you laughs> suggesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have a I have a kind of a random. I don't know if, if this is even really possible for you to answer because it's just. So your your two best pitches as a how many times did you go to the All Star game? Three. As mm-hmm. a three time All Star reliever high velo fastball, slider that was almost more dominant to righties cuz it just went underneath their swing. If you had started your career now in today's age, like you were one of the first pitchers to really jump in on your own and start to study some of this stuff, right? Yeah. But now that it's like you walk into an organization like the Twins and the Astros and it's just it's part of the culture, "Hey, you're a first-round talent." We're gonna we're gonna make sure you perform at your ninetieth percentile. How do you think your How do you think the first like five years of your career would have been different with like more information culturally I, in an organization?
0: Yeah, there's a few things. I think for one, I would have never started games. I think they would have just put me in the bullpen because there was always those questions with the smaller stature and and that of durability and things like that, which did end up being an issue. Um, the other thing is it is a double edged sword. I, I came up with a curveball. All the way through the minor leagues, I threw that all my life. Got to the big leagues, and then it had a it had a hump in it. And guys were getting away from throwing curveballs. There was a long stretch from 2007 to like 2000, probably 13 or 14, where not very many guys threw like overhand curveballs.
1: Is it because it was too obvious for hitters to identify? Yeah, and so that?
0: everybody started throwing sliders. That's kind of how the, the prevalence of the cutter came about, too, because it just makes something look like a fastball until it's not, where that curveball was a little different. Like, you know, not everybody had a Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw-type curveball. Verlander even started throwing less curveballs and more cutters and sliders. So um, I in 2008, we scrapped the curveball and started throwing the slider. Uh, obviously that ended up working out for me. My slider turned into a good pitch. I think if we started over, we probably would have gone to the bullpen, used Soto, try to tighten up my curveball, mess with the grip, whatever it might be, to tighten that up first because I had a good curveball. And then with the big league ball, maybe the will drop in velocity from starting games like it got a little bit loopy. And we just went away from it. And I don't like. I would never say like that was the wrong decision. And that's not. I'm not trying to like bash yeah. Andy, but I think that would have been the first thing. The way it is now is guys are tinkering with pitches, and, and we just didn't have the ability to do that. And I've said it before, even with my slider. Like in 2015, I was throwing it in a game, getting the TrackMan report from Jack Goyne, our who was like our only guy in the analytics department. Yeah, and then looking at the spin rate, and then a being like, okay, I, I I got a little bit more spin this time. Uh, I'm going to try to get a little, you know, I'll, I'll go out there the next time I pitch and then get the report back. And so it was like every couple of days I was like able to tinker with my slider where guys can just go right now and do it. So you can make rap more rapid adjustments. I think it would have been something where we would have gone to the pen, thrown a bullpen, and tried to tighten up my curveball before we just completely scrapped so it's it. like
1: it's like golf I mean it's like like you go you anyone can go to a second swing now and like even if you're a hack like I am you can go to a second swing and see all of your data and go and say all right let's work on this and this like so pitchers now even throughout minor league organizations uh maybe not every team has this but like you can go as a pitcher not just in a game where everything is live and you get all the you know the tracking systems but like you're saying you can go into a bullpen session, or if you're a minor league pitcher, you have access to stuff like a golfer would.
0: Is yeah, that, is it, that it, they, they, all these things are portable. So I, we did a, a Sunday Insider thing on Fox Sports uh, my first weekend working. And it was like, how did I prepare down in the bullpen? What did I do? And as we were doing that, like filming it in the morning before the day game on Sunday, some, stat, some dude intern or whatever was setting up the wrap soda machine behind the plate in the bullpen. So it's on like a tripod. And then it was this like black square piece of plastic thing that obviously picks up spin or rotation and all those things. And so somebody was going to come down and throw a bullpen. And I don't know if they were going to mess with stuff or if it was just they want to track everything and have that information. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, we didn't, I mean, all we had was, like, the, the like uh, the best thing we could do is, like, if Johan Santana was sitting down in the bullpen, like, if he just threw a pen then I'd go throw and, like, hope that he watched and, like, would say <laughs> something like, you know, I mean, you can definitely get some information that way, but, like, yeah. having the, the satellite dish behind home plate is definitely more effective yeah. than... A, a some other guy watching you throw a pitch and be like, "Yeah, that's good, right there." We're
1: working on an experiment to get Derek to throw 90 miles an hour by the end of the summer. Here, we're gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna we're gonna, see. If we're gonna do a Scornorth Athlete Challenge here and hope to oh, get Derek I think, to throw 90. I think
0: that re- would require him to be outside too much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Don't worry, uh, it'll be do, under if an awning. You can do that inside
0: somewhere. I think he might be. <laughs> it
1: will actually be sponsored by an awning company <laughs> yeah. Is what, or a banana boat. A, yeah. <laughs> Um yeah I don't know I'm I think that's fascinating and I think it's just it's amazing how if you're just to loop back into the beginning of the segment if you're wondering well how did dudes like Devin Smeltzer and Martin Perez just overnight with the right tutelage around them and the right resources, how do they just become lights out amazing pitchers? And like what you're talking about is a large well, part of
0: Well, they have answer. all that stuff set up in spring training. I know, mm-hmm. Derek, you were down in spring training and saw that and, yeah. and the way they work with that. And that's like Wes Johnson's big thing is.
2: Yeah, it's Trackman, it's Rapsodo, and then it's Edgertronic cameras to picture. Like, I don't know if you ever saw that. Um, Trevor May posted it, a slow motion video of his overhand curveball. Um, I think he's got, yeah, the 12 6. And so it was like. Frame by frame, basically, picture a GIF of just like a slow breaking ball coming out of a pitcher's hand, and that's what they're looking at daily. Like, oh, I just got done with my pen. That's actually how Mike Trout sees the pitch out of. <laughs> that's, the right, exactly. that's right. What,
0: that's what it actually was. Yeah, it it was they, had the,
2: they had the video recorder from Mike Trout's <laughs> Mike Trout's <size>. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they they are able to then in more or less real time say like, oh, okay. Um this this curveball is breaking more than it was a week ago. What are we doing different or how can we tweak it? What this doesn't look as much like your fastball out of your hand. Let's get that arm slot back to where it was last week. That's the real-time as adjustments that are going on right now and that to me is it's just a fascinating time to be a big league pitcher. Yeah.
0: And well and I believe that they can I mean they can hook those up to computers and like have a guy I think they had didn't they have a, a, it like a, like a folding table set up in the yeah. bullpen in spring training where yeah. it's the dude's in there and then like
2: Run down there and look. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go throw three more. Well, I'm curious about when you were setting up for this FSN hit, um, and the the camera was set up there because they the recently they had. I'm um, now I'm just totally piecing things together here, but they had Bruce Dark Gratterall in town in the Twin Cities, and he posted something to his Instagram, and Twitter went nuts for... Oh my
1: god, he's here.
2: Three hours. He's the next call-up. He's going to be here. He's meeting the team in Minnesota. And the Twins would only say, we're not commenting on every player. We sometimes have minor leaguers in for evaluation. Well, Fast forward 12 hours, he finds himself on the injured list. And I wonder if it's just as simple as saying, like, oh, yeah, he's just, he's not getting the same spins, same arm angle. That's a precursor to an injury. Let's shut him down.
0: Well, and that, and that, like, you talk about like a money ball, you talk about um, market inefficiency or whatever, keeping guys healthy. Oh, man. And, and the, the, so you want to be able to catch that stuff before because. Typically, like if you if you find out you're releasing a ball from like a lower arm slot or further out where you're getting more like toward a sidearm, sure you're already hurt
2: compensating and yep. you're trying to so
0: you're you're the the, the, the the it already happened and so you know maybe the, maybe that and that's why they probably want guys on the on the they want to track their data when they throw a bullpen when they throw in the game they want to they probably keep an eye on that release point and like if you can keep, and I guess my point was, if you can keep guys healthy. Sure. That's like the last, because everybody has this data now. Everybody's doing this stuff. If you can find a way to keep guys healthy, that's how you're going to be more successful. Yeah. And so if that's part of what they're doing, and I think it's even great that they're bringing guys up. Because, like, I mean, you were gone gone and forgotten when you were in the minor leagues 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, make, it, him make these, especially the guys, like, Gratterall is... is you know, knock on wood, if he stays, he- he's going to be a huge part of the organization. Make him feel like, I, I love that stuff. Well, and
0: it and it's and it, it always bug me like it's certainly okay to favor one guy over another if he's more valuable to where you're trying to get you. You should favor him, and that's okay. Like you're fielding a team of twenty four guys in AAA and. Four of them, you think, are going to have a future with the team. There are twenty guys are just there, so those four guys can play baseball.
1: <laughs> it's, it's true. It's it's cruel, but it's true. It, it, yeah. But
0: that's the bit that's the way it is. And some guys are totally fine making eight grand a month for six months out of the year for eight years yeah. and, and doing that. But you know, you 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 field an entire team for a handful of guys. So you treat those guys with kid gloves or whatever you want to call them. Bring them up here, get evaluated, we'll have Wes Johnson see them throw and keep tabs on them help them fit in all those things, get them into the stadium. So the first time they show up, isn't their major league debut.
2: Right. Uh, Those are all things that can help young guys. Sure. Spring training this year, they had Alex Kirloff, Royce Lewis and Louisa Rice sharing basically that little Island clubhouse locker in the, in the twins home clubhouse in Fort Myers. And, there's a reason that those were three of the names that were selected, and you didn't have like on and on and on down the minor league list. Like, you just got a future circled for these guys, and now how can you get them to that point as quickly as possible? Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking back on your Johan example, and like now you can watch a bullpen and you can be like, even just get the data from Pensacola and be like, oh, his, he was throwing aside. Did he take it easy on purpose? Cause his, he lost four miles an hour on his fastball. No. Well, you would have had to hope that Johan was like, are you feeling okay today? And then he'd to, he to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Or like the bullpen catcher would be like, hey, are we? should we say something here? Yeah. You know, well, you try that, to fight through it and all happened.
0: that. that always happened. Like, I'd be throwing a pen and, like, I'd feel like crap. And, you know, whoever would be back there, Andy or whatever, that's going to get hit. That, that'll get guys out in three days. And I'm, like, the whole time thinking, like, oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> like, I'm not... I'm this sorry. ain't working. Yeah. He just said, I'm good, and I feel like crap. <laughs> sure. And sure. We didn't have, there was really nothing else to go on. And he's probably like seeing the same thing, like, oh, he's going to get torched.
2: And trying to build up your confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: that's a big league slider. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, we have an update on where the twins stand with Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell, or at least sort of a glimpse into what they're thinking with those two big names available Let's uh let's do some you want to do some reckless speculation, Glenn? When we come back here, I love reckless speculation. All right, it's Glenn Perkins on baseball, the Score North Twins. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business? Visit. Federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. How
2: to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Minnesota Twins, Twins coverage on Score North and
0: ScoreNorth.com. Welcome back to the Score North Twins show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball.
1: Phil Mackey and uh, Derek Wetmore are here with me. Reckless speculation. We might even have... From the news desk, Phil Mackey has some It's Not Quite Hot Stove
0: Season Hot Stove Update for us.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, six months past official hot stove season, but there's still two former all-stars. And the stove is still kind of hot.
2: Honestly, you should have turned it off. <laughs> That's, like, very dangerous that the stove was on this it's whole just, time. It's just been on for, like, seven months. Like, why that, is the house is, not that, burned down That was, down like, yet?
0: like last weekend we went to the cabin and, and we, we make coffee in the morning and then, like, turn the little pot warmer on and left it on all weekend and we got back and the, the, all the coffee, like the water in the coffee had Ugh. cooked out. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it was just like jet black like, <laughs> Bad like three pack a day smoker lungs
1: in <laughs> my <laughs> coffee pot. Yeah, so that's pretty much what's happening in, uh, happening in the Craig Kingville Dallas Keichel camps right now. It's just like all of the <laughs> yeah. moisture has come out. So this is from our own Judd Zulgad, scorenorth.com I'm just going to read this to you guys and then we can go from there. Could the Twins be in line to add pitching help without giving up any prospects? That might be the case since the draft pick compensation that would be attached to Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell would be gone at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday, the opening day of the Major League Amateur Draft. So we've got a few days left here and we'll explain the the very complicated draft draft compensation system. But basically, anyone who would sign Keuchel or Kimbrell between now and this deadline uh, early Monday morning would have to forfeit a draft pick, a valuable draft pick in some cases. So these guys remain available after going unsigned this offseason. And sources tell Score North the Twins could be in on one of the pitchers once the compensation has been removed. So basically starting Monday, according to Judd, he's hearing, yep, the Twins are very much in play for either Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimball. John Heyman from MLB Network reports the suitors for Keuchel include the Twins, Braves, Brewers, Cardinals, Rays, and Yankees. So... Those two guys are going to sign
0: uh, at like 12.02, like in the NBA when they like hit free, agency yes. on like July 1st, whatever yes. it is, and like, man, they negotiated quick. That how, did, how, did that, how did that happen?
1: Uh, these, two, these two guys are going to sign. They'll sign right away. Um, how long will it take if they sign at 12.02 a.m. on Monday, Eastern Time? And it might be different for both those guys. So it'll be, it'll be what June 3rd at that point. When will they be able to pitch in a major league you game? You would see Kimbrel earlier than you'd see Keichel um, And I think they're
0: both. I mean, we, we talked about it off air. Uh, Kimbrel's down in Bradenton, and I think Keiko's out in Newport Beach or wherever Boris's palace is. His um, compound. Yeah. Maybe we can get, maybe that's where we can go to get Derek up to 90 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> can
2: we send you to the, to the Boris compound? Boris yeah. is yeah. like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, they're going to, they're both going to need some time. No matter what you're doing, like you can't recreate. Playing in a game against even minor league players. I mean, they they'll they'll both, you know. I, I don't know how it works. I guess you sign and if they if they can put them on a the DL or how you do that. But you they have they'd have to pitch in the minor leagues for for, you know, uh, Keiko a few starts, Kimbrell a few appearances, well, kind of get sharp. Starting short
2: season and then you go. Try to, what, a 30 day rehab assignment, I suppose. Yeah, I, just, I guess I just don't know it.
0: that, like, the technicalities of Right. Yeah. I mean, either. How you would, I just made that up, up, but though. it sounds so, okay.
1: Here, can I give you guys my theory on this? Uh, 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 whether you should sign Keichel or Kimbrel? And we did this on Mackie and Jeb with Rami yesterday. And I want, I want your guys, just tell me if I'm thinking about this the right way. So I still can't wrap my head around, like, every, I'll back up. Every move the twins make right now should be for October you're you're not making moves now to make sure that you hold on is it a foregone conclusion that they've won the division no i mean the, the twins have come back from greater deficits in their history and have won divisions you know coming from 2006 right they were 12 or 13 games back or whatever it was so i'm not i'm not saying that the moves you make now are irrelevant to your cause to just bolster your lead but the moves you make should be for october and right now you've got three really, really good starting pitchers in Jose Barrios, Martín Perez, and Jake Odorizzi through the first eight weeks of the season. Like It's tough to find a 1-2-3 and three in baseball with a better collective ERA and strikeout rate, but I can't wrap my head around trusting fully Jake Odorizzi and Martín Perez in a playoff series against the Astros on the road yet. And I don't mean to take away credit from those guys, but I'm looking at... Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander, and I'm looking at matchups, and I love what Martín Perez has done. I love what Jake deGrazzi has done, but I would have my eye on if I'm going to land a starting pitcher, someone who slots into one of those three spots and for sure makes you feel better about a playoff series. Well, and we have does Keuchel make you feel that way?
0: We've talked about that. He doesn't raise the ceiling, and so I don't. I don't think that's. I. I mean, John Heyman can say whatever. I don't think we're going to see him in a Twins uniform. That doesn't make sense to me. You. You go try to get a. Degrom or a Syndergaard or a uh, one of those guys and and I, I mean I even talked to you guys the other day on the first place score north first place twins show trademark um, and said that if they if they do something it's going to be a guy that they can that's going to help him this year start that's going to help him this year and help him into the into the future uh, a la Justin Berlander and Garrett Cole and they're so they're not going to they're I just I don't see it it doesn't he's he's going to slot arguably behind Gibson too. So he's, you're you're gonna sign a,
1: you're a fifth starter. If you got the if you got the Keuchel from two years ago and like the the two times he was an All Star, you can make a case that okay maybe he slots into one of those three. But then if you look at and this is small sample size alert. If you look at Dallas Keuchel's postseason career, he's a five inning guy. When it comes down to the best hitters and lineups in baseball you're not trading for a Justin Verlander type or a Syndergaard type that could probably go seven or eight innings in a postseason game and thus untax your bullpen. Yeah. Your bullpens get taxed so much in these playoff series that if you do have a Barrios or a Syndergaard that you trust going six or seven, that does matter for the rest of the series. So then, not so
0: that. And then on the other side of it, so my theory being if you're going to get a guy, you have to raise the ceiling. And ideally, I mean, if he was if he was an ace guy, he, A, he wouldn't be on the market, but then go pay him. I think what I think what they do is is you sign a Kimbrel because the other thing that I don't like is giving up a prospect for a reliever. I, I that that's the worst trade you can make, and I mean probably some somebody can look it up or somebody can tweet me or whatever. They they probably end up working out in in favor of the team more often than I realize because par, prospects don't pan out. But giving up a, a like a top rated prospect for a for that top reliever where he's only going to throw fifteen innings or twenty innings and then. You know, like I, like I said, I think a week ago or two weeks ago, if you don't make it to the like the, the ALCS or the World Series, he, he didn't, didn't even help you in the playoffs. So you're giving up a prospect and then getting a guy that's really not going to help you that, that much. That's why you go sign a Craig Kimbrell. And it, once the compensation is away, you just go sign him, and then he raises your ceiling and your floor. So... Everybody gets us to slide down a notch you put him and just set him in the ninth. I know that's not how they're doing it this year, but he's a guy that you just put there and just let him be and you can get him for just money. so that to me is is where if you're gonna if you're gonna give up prospects, you got to get a guy like when the Brewers got CC and ran him out there every third day you 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 put a guy out there like that and he's gonna impact your team this year now CC left after that year but you get a guy like the Astros did with those with Verlander and Cole. That can help you for a year beyond this year, or two years, or three years, because your window is just starting to open. Yep, that's what and, I would try to do. And if you're gonna, if you, if they want to keep the window open and they want prospects to continue to f- to filter in, but also if you can get like a like a top of the rotation guy and maybe lose two prospects or uh, then like a third guy like outside of the top 10 or something it's doing the same thing like you talk about it in a wins about replacement way if you can get a f- trade and get a four or five win pitcher and you lose two top prospects for for that four year stretch you know if he if he gets you 15 or 20 wins about replacement that's more than those two prospects are going to get no matter how good they are
1: yeah mm-hmm. it's also like there's there's so many examples you could go back and look at the Twins' 2004 top prospect list, and Justin Morneau and Joe Mauer are number one and number two on that list. But the literally the other eight guys—I think I
0: was like fourth.
1: I th- they were already graduated the big Clearly, league. Clearly, yeah, so yeah. I was like fourth. You were here. Yeah. You, you were drafted. <laughs> you were fourth. Okay, you were an honorable mention when yeah. I went back and looked. And like the other eight guys, in the moment, there was a bunch of them that you you heard about. Jesse Crane and you heard about Matt Moses was the number three guy on that list, and there's all these like the, in the moment. You would have said, Oh, it's gonna be man, Matt Moses is gonna be a franchise player and two thousand ten the debate was boy, Cliff Lee would look great, but oh, you can't give up Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks is gonna be this ten year franchise he's gonna be the next Tory hunter, et cetera. And now obviously you'd go back ten times out of ten and trade five Aaron Hicks for Cliff Lee. Yeah. For a better shot in that playoff series against the Yankees. I just I just I like
0: if you're gonna get something, make it for now and later. Because you are by giving up prospects, you're giving up the later part, and so you can kind of do both. I guess I don't know if that makes sense, but you can kind of get. Yeah, you can kind of you know. It's just money, right? And and so it, whether you get a guy that's going to be a free agent and you and you go into it wanting to sign him, I think that's what the the Astros did with Verlander. They extended yeah. him for two years, um, you know, and then Cole they had a couple years of of control. So those are the moves that I like to see, and I don't I, I don't think these guys are going to trade a a high-rated prospect, a top-ten guy for a mm-hmm. reliever. It just doesn't make sense.
1: By the way, one other thing to add to this, too, I because there's so many people every single offseason, and even right now, the poll ads will never... Do this. The poll lads would never greenlight this. It's my understanding the last two years that the Twins put in and had it approved by ownership a, re- a massive offer for you, Darvish. That was like the, the Cubs went an extra year and yeah, so it was like an extra one twenty five. It, it was like, well
0: over a hundred. It yeah. was a
1: green lit nine figure contract with two commas. Yeah, and and it's my understanding that it wasn't an, an ownership decision to not be in on a Kimbrel and a Keuchel. It was the front office saying. Like, we'll go to a certain point with these guys, but it the, these are front office decisions at this point, not ownership yeah. saying you can't. It's not like Falvey's banging on Jim Polad's door saying, we really need Craig Kimberly and Polad saying, he's hiding no. under his desk. Like that's, not, <laughs> like, that's not how I understand it in, like, just I, the conversation. I mean, it's the,
0: uh, Terry Ryan's been on the record. Derek Falvey's been on the record that everything they've asked for,
1: they've, they've gotten. Like, they've never really been told no. There is a line, obviously, like, they want to make money as, they're not going to, this is where like we, this is probably a different conversation today. But like, there's no salary cap, which sometimes people think. Well, that means you can spend whatever you want. But teams have their own salary cap, which it's is the, the break-even break yeah. revenue point.
2: Yeah. Well, you're going now from looking at twelve thousand people in the park to thirty-two thousand every single night. That's got to help soften it, it, that blow. It should. I it does, imagine. and
0: that's and that's going to be something when they go to. And I don't. I don't think. I don't think Jim would even care if they if Eric goes to. Jim this weekend and says we wanna we're gonna bring Kim in. Kim, Kimberlin. This is what we have drawn up. I mean he's gotta be over the moon excited. He's he's a he's, yippee ki he, a. he still brings Jim Powellett still brings his baseball glove to the field every day. Like he's a baseball fan. He's like still like a kid in that sense. Mm-hmm. He sits up in a suite with a baseball glove. Like he wants to see this team win. And if it means he's gonna spend a little more money, I think <laughs> for him to be able to go watch Craig Kibble throw 98 miles an hour, I think he'd love that. What kind of glove does he? He's do? he like like an a 2000 It's an old. What? It's an old glove. Like I honestly think like his dad gave it to him maybe uh, you know 20 30 years ago. Wow. It's an old. It's really cool. Like I never knew that, and I w- I ended up last year up there, and he had it like he was sitting at like the high top thing like with the window open, Just pounding the glove, with waiting the, for the yeah, ball with
1: the glove on. <laughs> That's no, like yeah, that yeah. is so cool. Um, Just pounding the mitt, it went up here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like waiting, like I'm gonna catch a foul ball. <laughs> Um, I need that visual.
1: Oh, that's amazing! But
0: so Full yeah, suit. I, I, it, the, those things are going to happen fast, and I, I, I would, I would put, I mean, as you say, Derek, it's a non-zero chance <laughs> yes. that they sign Keuchel. I would be so shocked, and I would be equally as unshocked if they signed Kimbrel. I think I, reckless speculation. Wow, This is amazing. <laughs> I think, I think that go get it. Glenn. I think that
2: it just makes too much sense to me. Yeah. Well, and they've been talking about Kimbrel for weeks, and that comes to a head on Monday. Whether the other team that finishes there or not, it's obviously a conversation this weekend yeah. at One Twin's Way. It's worth I, overpaying for him for one for one year for sure. I right? would want that next year too, though. I like I don't want him just for a quick. Give me a couple starts in yeah, October. Yeah, and that,
0: I think that'll be the thing. Whether he wants one year or if he is going to say. I want three or four, whatever it is. Sure. If he signs a one year, then he's not tied to this thing again next year. So sure. it, I think, you know, maybe he wants to put his performance out there and, and let it speak for itself. Yeah. And if he doesn't want to play in Minnesota long term, like we talked about, like in the first show that we did, I think anybody would play anywhere for one year. If I mean, that's that's Trevor Bauer's whole thing is like, I'm going to go one year to year and then I can get to pick. Oh, they're good. I want to join. I want to go play for them this year. So you can play anywhere for one year.
2: Yeah. I would be um, as as you put it, not surprised if Kimbrell is a twin. I would be very surprised if Keikel's is a twin. Yeah, just because of the what what he adds at this point, uh, value over your current starting rotation. What's
0: it's not. That worth it's not there. there. Yeah.
2: No, it's not. So, yeah. um, okay. When I, I think the next
1: question here is, why wait till Monday? If you're interested in Craig Kimbrell... Should you just pull the trigger right now? Let's. Glenn was up at 3 o'clock in the morning doing a deep dive on this. Let's come back and and talk about the why. Like, why are these dudes? It's like Russell Westbrook is still a free agent in the middle of February. It doesn't make any sense. Let's talk about it. The Score North Twin Show. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Wetmore, Mac. Bat around some banter. Twins. 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 The Score
0: North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. We're back on the Score North Twins show. Phil alluded to this before we went on break um, about the draft and the compensation and what would happen. So so it's ridiculous. If, if the Twins signed either Kimbrel or Keiko, they would have lost the 54th pick in the draft. Yes. Um. So this is definitely something that we could <laughs> have talked about a long time ago. Like, now it's irrelevant. But I was up at, like, 3 or 3.30 this morning, couldn't fall back asleep. Just, so I just decided to. I <laughs> decided to log on to... Did,
1: did you text him, you up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I decided to log on to MLB.com. Wow. And I went back through. I started at, at the year 2000, went up to 2010... And then tried to fall back asleep, so I ended up going from ninety nine all the way back to nineteen seventy five. So I picked out a couple names, two from the nineties that people have probably heard of. Uh, a guy that was uh, drafted fifty fourth overall of the year that I um, was born, who's also named Glenn, which is weird. Amazing. Um, and he like did, he did okay, but it, it's amazing.
1: So this like this experiment is to help us crystallize. Should they give up? Should they consider giving up the fifty fourth pick? Which is what they'd have to do if they signed him before Monday. Because yeah. if they sign him after Monday, yeah. they get to keep the 54th yep. pick.
0: And then, so, one disclaimer with that, then, is when I went to I went to Fangraphs, uh, I typed in, like, in Google, um, like, penalty for signing Craig Kimbrel. Yeah. And this Fangraphs article comes up, and it, they broke it down for every team who they would lose. What I found fascinating, though, so the slot amount for the 54th pick that the Twins have, this coming up here, is 1. Million. Okay. The value of the the present value of that pick is five point four million. So that's I, I believe maybe what they get like war wise out of that sure. pick yeah. on
1: average. Um, oh, so Fangrass, that's, that's Fangrass' so, own study. So they
0: value yeah they value the picks um, hot higher or higher than than what the slot amount is because those guys eventually some of them out earn that or whatever out perform those that, that
2: out earn it out earn it by a lot.
0: Yeah. So that that pick value is at, at five point four million. So that's a, that's another part of it. It's not that like and there's a few things. You're not only giving up the pick. You're giving up that money. So then that's you know you have X amount of dollars. Harder to sign your top guys. Yeah. And so you can draft. reach on a guy. If you lose this, then now you can't maybe reach on a guy because you just lost one point four million. So anyways, enough of that. Nobody wants to hear about that. We want to hear about the fifty fourth picks. Uh, that that I did. I've already been up for like a half a day. This is amazing. I'm on like four cups of coffee, <laughs> and we just, tape we'll this just, in just, the morning. <laughs> yeah. Just wired right. Yeah, now. we're taping. We started this at nine <laughs> o'clock, and I've been I've been up since three researching no, this just stuff, grinding like, for this, this moment is the, right here. This is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, so in 2010, the Kansas City Royals drafted Brett Eibner. Okay, and he hit maybe he still plays I don't know this guy just looked like I got like their stat because there's like I've never heard of him so Brent going back Einer. to 2000 there's only one two th- three three
2: guys that made the big leagues the rest they, that made the big leagues at all well but we should say we were talking about this a little bit before the mics went on there are gonna be guys at like 56 who made it. Right, but that's
0: not the point. 50. This is this is exactly. that's that is so far from the point. This is do <laughs> this not
1: is just do not let facts get in the way this, of a great narrative here. I should not have tried to water is, this This narrative down.
0: is why the hell did they not sign <laughs> either of these guys? This is this is what this is the guys they could have had Craig okay. Kimbrell or they could have had this is a what this is a rant Judd would go on. For yes. sure. Yes. Why did they not sign him? This is the guys that they now lost. 2010, they drafted Brett Eibner. 2009, the Orioles drafted Michael Givens as a shortstop, who's now a reliever yeah.
1: of some future iteration. What a bunch of morons. <laughs> they didn't even know what position he played. They drafted him in 54.
0: 2008, Cutter from Milwaukee. Never made it to the big... Right. Is that... His name is Cutter, Cutter Dykstra. Dykstra. I think that's
1: Lenny's kid. That's an amazing baseball yeah. name. I think every baseball kid should be named after a pitch. Slider Wetmore. So, and then so 2007, and he
0: still plays. Tommy Hunter got drafted by Texas. 443 games, 56 wins, 410 area, 833 innings
1: pitched, 561 strikeouts. So you traded, yeah, so Tommy Hunter. Tommy
0: Hunter's is the best case scenario. Okay. This is going back to what year? I'm going to go back to 2000 because 2000, I started at 2000 and it was a gold mine at the 54th pick in 2000. Okay. Um, Can you give us some clues? Uh, I, if I give you one clue, I think, I think you'll guess. Is this it. a Twins draft pick? Uh, I'm not going to tell you He's that right keep now. Keep going. <laughs> 2006, Brad Furnish, St. Louis, never made it to the big leagues. 2005, Paul Kelly, Minnesota Twins, never made it to the big leagues. Hmm. 2004, Eric San Pedro, the Montreal Expos. It's a great baseball name. Never made it to the big leagues. 2003, Boston, Mickey Hall. Never made it to the big leagues. Wow. Two thousand two, Michael Johnson, San Diego Padres. Never made it to the big leagues. Two thousand one, Mike Rodriguez, Houston. Never made it to the big leagues. And what Derek said, like some guys, there was a bunch of good guys drafted like right around there. It just like so happened. It was really weird when I was looking. Like this is amazing that nobody like good has ever been <laughs> drafted
1: fifty fourth so, like, overall. Like Barrios was like the 39th pick, right? He was a he was a sandwich Cup, pick between yeah. the first and second rounds. So there are. I mean, there's
0: guys. So we get to two thousand, the Minnesota Twins. In the second round, round I want to get this. of the amateur draft.
1: And this is a okay. This is from a Coronado High School in Arizona. That wouldn't. That's not helping me. Wait, is is this a bright Third spot basement. or a a pitcher, a right hander, a right hander from Coronado High School,
0: um, with a self nickname? Oh my oh God, the real no deal! <laughs> the
1: real deal, JD Durbin. No yes, yes. <laughs> you can't trade JD Durbin for. For Craig Kimbrell? You can't make that trade. (laughs) That's the real deal. He (laughs) pitched
0: 23 (laughs) games in the big leagues uh, with a 619 ERA. Uh, Excuse me, sir, can you fill out
1: this form here? Uh, Yeah, what's your last name? Uh, Deal. (laughs) Uh, Okay, what's your first name? The. And the middle initial? (laughs) R...
0: You're making me spit my coffee up. Uh, So the 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 real deal, JD Durbin was the fifty. That's where I started. Like I'm like, how far back should I go? No wonder you couldn't get back to sleep. I'm like, I'm like, like, this is awesome. (laughs) Let's uh, let's just start at two thousand, and it's freaking JD Durbin. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Reckless
2: speculation.
1: Sign him right now. Sign so, Greg Kimball right then now. Then I
0: try to go back to bed. I end up going all the way back to 1975. I picked a couple guys out. In 1997, I didn't even write who drafted him, but Randy Wolf, who actually had a
1: decent career. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. like he had one of the great fan bases of all time, where it was like a full section of people in Philadelphia with Wolf hats on. Yeah.
0: And his brother's an ump who
1: wasn't drafted. So Ron? Um, Ron Wolf? Bob Wolf. Jim Wolf. Jim Wolf, Jim Wolf, Jim Wolf, Jim Wolf. Okay, Jim Wolf. I, I,
0: nineteen ninety-five, I Brett Tomko, up. who was a nemesis of the twins early on in my career. Yeah, bounced around a little bit, and then nineteen eighty-three, Glenn Braggs. I remember, just, do you guys remember Glenn Braggs? Not no, really. it's another great baseball. I think, name. I, think I know. I think I do. Just I, maybe, maybe like I used to get made fun of about that name or something. But he hit seventy. <laughs> he ended up hitting seventy home runs in his career. Okay,
1: would you it trade three hundred and twenty guys? You wouldn't want to trade that for Craig Kimbrel.
0: No. So,
1: But if you're Kimbrel at this point, you might as well just get all the suitors on board. Say, all right, if you all don't want to give up draft picks, let's get the market as big as possible on Monday. So uh, he'll be in a Twins uniform on Monday. So we'll that's say. what I did. That was from like 3.30 to, to <laughs> <That's> 5 <laughs> or so. That's really um, impressive. I, I don't dedication. know if that's the
0: coolest thing I've ever done, the dumbest thing I've ever done, or somewhere in between. But
1: It's things like that that make this the first place scoring a twin show, not only in the standings, but in all of your hearts. Research like Lynn Perkins did. Um, by the way, you can you can help the Score North Twin Show, which is now five days a week at noon every day on Score North, by just giving us a five-star review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, and uh, tell us your favorite 54th overall pick in the <laughs> comment section. Please do.
0: Uh, I'm going to go take a nap until next Thursday now. So we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 Plus. College Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and